I'm super excited to do today's podcast because it is on a topic that you guys have requested so much. And it's one that I think people just love in general um, on podcasts, on YouTube especially, YouTube especially. And I'm actually going to do YouTube on this one as well. And it is just a little bit of a twist on the morning routine. I'm not going to share with you my morning routine. I have done that or talked about that in different times in the podcast. What I'm going to do today more specifically, which I love for you guys, is talk about how to craft a morning routine that you love, that fits you uniquely for your unique situation, whatever you're going through in your life right now, whatever's hard, whatever's easy, whatever desire you have and what goal you want to reach, you, you, you. So it's going to be all about how I do that. And what I've realized over the years is, if I'm really honest, my morning routine never looks the same way all the time. And it's not just because, oh, my schedule's off or this or that. No, 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 no. There's a whole different reason. I have a very particular way that I craft it so that it always matches whatever time of the year or life or whatever I'm going through. And I still can be highly productive regardless. And today I'm going to share with you how you can do that as well. You can be productive even if you don't feel so good, even if life doesn't seem like it's, you know, being so easy on you. And you can find a way to find what really makes you feel super relaxed, super primed for the day, super positive. And we're going to go into all that in the podcast today. Let's do it. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, with topics you love like life hacks and routines and schedules and how to be more productive and motivated. And this whole month, we're going into all that. Last month, we were priming you with the emotional stuff. What we don't realize is a lack of our productivity, a lack of our spirituality. Why oftentimes for Muslims, it's all blamed on like low iman, want, want. I mean, sometimes it is, but a lot of times it is the the pre-stuff, the stuff before you go to pray, how your mind is coming to Salah, how your schedule is during during the day so you can have yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually present. It's the pre-stuff that makes your Salah successful. So many of you want better Salah, better connection with Allah, you know, just calmer life, peaceful, more happy, all that stuff. It's like you can't just run to the moment where you think it's going to happen. Like there was one sheikh the other day, he was saying something about the phone and how you have to put the phone down at least 10 minutes or so before you pray. Because otherwise, you know, some of us were scrolling, we put the phone down, we go to pray. You know, for the first minute or two, your whole salah is still on the last thing you did on the phone. Whether it was somebody you were texting or a post you just recently looked at. I mean, your body has to really disconnect. Your mind has to disconnect from that previous activity. So little things like that, just being mindful of what you're doing right before Salah so you can be right really in the moment, super key. So today we're going to give you tons of tips on how I am able to craft the perfect morning routine for myself as an incredibly busy, productive Muslimah and do it in a way that is super mindful of whatever I'm going through. And so what I would call my morning routine, if I'm so honest, is the ever-evolving morning routine. And what you're going to see is that my approach to the morning routine and how I have what I have, it's not something that just came overnight. 
It's not something that always stays the same. And I would say it shouldn't be the same way for you either because those are highly unrealistic. That's why you might have seen so many YouTube videos. You've watched awesome morning routines from other women. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. I just watched like five of them in a row. And then you wake up the next day and you go right back to your horrible routine. Does that sound familiar? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, that's because you're not using something like the process I'm talking about. I'm not saying that, like, again, my process is the only one. I'm just saying it not just works for me, but it works for so many women that we work with that we want you to just know what it is. And this is actually the first time I'm explaining the psychology of how I craft my morning routine. And so you could use this yourself, even if you're not just like me. Right? Even if you're a university student or you're a single mom or you're a woman who doesn't have kids yet or a woman who does have kids, a woman who's in a career who's not in a career, like it doesn't really matter because the tips I'm going to give you today are going to go for everyone. Sound good? All right, let's do this. So the first thing I want to share with you is that um, my creation of my morning routine that really suits me actually happened in Ramadan a long time ago. And what happened was I got really real with myself. I sat down and so maybe you can relate. And I was just like, oh, like I don't feel like I have a solid routine and I really wish I had one. I really wish like I could offer more to my kids. I always just really felt like I wanted to be beneficial. Now at that time I was studying, I know like a very simple surah, but you think these small surahs are simple, but they're not. They have such incredible like incredibly powerful messages and so the particular surah I was looking at was sort of that us and so the surah on time and how we were going to be of the losers and for some reason as a child I think my parents were highly productive I was more of like um, my head in the clouds type of a child I was in books I was writing I was in poetry and I was sitting in my room alone late at night and that actually helped me to actually it, it, I was actually in the time of the dabr up at night late because I would um in in like um tahajjud because I was um really really trying to connect with my purpose and I didn't have a lot of guidance when I was younger, like the way I do now, alhamdulillah. I had to seek out a lot of guidance that I have. So if you're a person that, that you don't have a lot of information on these things and you're coming to the podcast and you're looking for those things, I'm so proud of you that you're doing that because there are so many women who are not. And I know that seems like such a simple act just to like press play on a podcast. But in this day and age, I mean, with all the things coming at you, all the distractions, I just want to say you need to feel really good about the fact that you're choosing to work on you. Like there's so many things to distract you that are super flashy and, you know, in your face. So when you do take that 5, 10, 20 minutes a day, you know, really, really don't take it lightly. You know, congratulate yourself. It's a really big win in this world in the way that it's, you know, it is now. So um, I did this a long time ago. I was studying the surah and I was really just, there was a lecture. I was with my teacher. I've always been under, you know, teachers or scholars and studied close with them. And they were talking about just like how the human being, like Rasul says, like people are either a benefit or a harm. They're either a benefit or a harm to the earth, to other people. And I just couldn't get over that. And I was just thinking all about how like, oh my gosh, I just, the last thing I want to be is a harm. Like, have you ever met those people as, I'd hate to say it, astaghfirullah, those people that you feel like they're just making everyone's life miserable. Like if they could just stop being so negative, like everything would be so much better. It might be like that one person in your family, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, why does it have to be like this every day? If they could just be lighter and more mindful, more spiritual, just like more easy with people. They're, they're so oppressive with the way they manage the way they deal with everyone, you know? And 
So it could be at work that you're experiencing that. It could be like a, per- a friend in a group of friends. It's just like, oh, why do they have to be like that? So my point is, I never wanted to be that person. I took it super serious. So like one of the great things I want to tell you with a routine is you have to have your why. So what I'm basically explaining to you is that my why was deeply rooted in like this huge desire coming off of like studying the surah and like not wanting to be of the losers, the people who like were of no, you know, wasted their time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said they would be like dashed into hellfire who were just like so wasteful, so mindless of their time and how they spent it. And how one of the first things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would ask us about when we died was our time. So that was really, really just hit me hard. And then the hadith of Rasulullah when he was just talking about like how people are of a harm or a benefit. And I just said to myself, oh my gosh, I want to be a benefit to people of the world. And it just became this thirst and this passion. And so I just wanted to study it. And then I realized I can't be, a, I'm only as much of a benefit to people and as much as I've invested in myself. So I realized I had to learn more. I had to learn more. I couldn't, I couldn't help. Um, at the time I didn't have, I just had one or, one or two kids, but I have a lot more now, obviously. But I was like, oh my gosh, these children, like they need me. They need my guidance, but I am still so lost with so many things in myself. It is just more of a harm to them than a good that I, I just have to learn more. And so I just really just started spending just 20 minutes a day, just learning, whether it was from classes I took or under mentors I had or under, I mean, you know, back in the day, they didn't have podcasts so much and YouTube and stuff like that. So it was more just like a lot of book reading, tons of book reading. I read so many books. I've shared a couple of them recently on like Instagram, I think on like reels or something. So you can go check them out. But like really, really, I, I just hundreds and hundreds of books. So anyway, the point is, and then I studied into different teachers and I just wanted to be a benefit. So long story short, that was my why. It was super deep into like wanting to be a benefit. Now, as I, as I grew and I got like more responsibility, I realized like I really needed a routine. Like at one point it was a passion. It was like, oh, I really would love to do that. Then it became like, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a teacher. I'm a, I have to be accountable. Like Allah will ask me, I can't be unorganized. I'm leading people. And Rasulullah he said, we're all shepherds of something right? We're all leaders of something. For a woman, it could be the children in the household, or it could be like, she could be a manager in a department. It could be whatever. We're leaders of something, and people are looking to us, and we're wasting their time, or we're benefiting them, like one or the other, you know? And so, I didn't want to be a manafiq. I didn't want to be a hypocrite to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or to the people I was accountable for, so it drove me. Like, so you have to have a drive behind. So the first thing, I mean, it's not my tip. It's kind of like my bonus precursor tip. It's like, why do you want to have a routine? Have you ever really asked yourself, is it just because it's super trendy? Or is it because you realize that you're tired of feeling tired? You're tired of feeling stressed out. You're tired of feeling anxious. You're tired of feeling like all that stuff is a great reason. But then I would push you even further to ask yourself, what is the risk of you not getting that routine together? What is the risk? Well, the risk is like, my kids, they're not going to eat well because I'm just going to throw anything on their plate. Or I'm going to put them on iPads all day because I'm too stressed out to like actually parent right now and I got my own stuff going on. Or like that's from the parenting perspective, right? Or I'm just yelling all the time and I don't want to be a yeller. This is not the way I envisioned my parenting to go. Or if you're like a person who's younger, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting stressed out. So I notice myself wasting my time a lot because I just don't want to think about how stressed out I am. And so I'm like scrolling this and scrolling that and binge watching that. And I just am not motivated. I'm not productive. I'm not like, you know, or, or maybe you just feel horrible about yourself and you don't like yourself that much and you want to change the way you're living. But like, you're like, oh, I just, I'm, my time is just all over the place. I feel a bit messy, right? Wherever you are with yourself, you have to think about your why 
and the risk of you not getting it together. Like you having a routine as a mom versus not having a routine as a mom. Oh my goodness. Think of the difference in the message you have in that house. Your children are being raised with structure. They're being raised to be mindful of time. They're being considerate of others. They're really like preparing themselves for adulthood. You have such a beautiful impact and they're going to have long lasting memories of what a great mom you were, right? And then as opposed to having the mom who's like rushing all over the place, she's always late, can't find the kid's socks, you know, everything in the house is upside down, she's feeling stressed because of the counters are a mess and everything, you know what I mean? Like it's a totally different world. And and so many people feel like, I can't do that. I tried so many times, but I can't. You can, sis, I promise. And today we're going to go into the tips to help you know how. And you're going to like it because it's going to be more forgiving. It's not going to be high pressure. So no worries. Okay. But the point is I did my why and the risk was very real to me. It's very real. I couldn't show up and pretend I was something I wasn't in front of people I had to lead. I was always leading people in the Muslim community and I couldn't, I couldn't be one face and be another face. You know, Abu Jhain. I couldn't be like the father of two faces. I had to be like real because Allah would ask me and one of the worst things is to speak in front of people and to do the opposite which is why this is a huge accountability and every day I take this super serious and I love you guys so much and everything you ask me for help for so the first tip I would give women I'll give like four or five very short but powerful tips the first tip I would give is to be in tune with where you are within yourself and what you're currently going through and constantly adjust like you are having a particular time in your life right now, do not make a generic routine like that isn't your current state. Like for example, the reason you can't hold a routine maybe is because you're not making one that fits your current reality. For example, my routine five years ago is not my routine right now because I have a different reality. My routine two months ago sometimes is not the same one as right now because something has shifted. Maybe I got a new job. Maybe I got, um, you know, I had a baby. Like whatever it is that has changed in my life, maybe somebody passed away and I'm still a little bit depressed. And so I can't do my normal routine because I'm not emotionally available. But at the same time, I do want to be productive. So I do like a modified one and I give myself a time limit when I'll go back to my other one like you have to be mindful and so the key was that I was always very in tune with where I was spiritually emotionally mentally because I checked in with myself regularly how many times if you're a long time podcast listener here and I know you know have I talked to you about morning journaling now morning journaling some people are not journalers I get that but let me just tell you thinking about your thoughts and seeing them on paper are very different the cool thing and I was talking to one sister the other day in a consultation call you guys know we do this all the time she was saying that she she had actually followed the morning routine that I had done and she said and this is what I love I love when women do this stuff I'm like yes she was like I I, I was like you know I, I said to her she was telling me having some problem and I go well well, what do you, you know, how's your day look like? What are you doing? And because, you know, she had a life situation. She's like, well, I'm so glad you asked. She's like, I was actually doing your journaling for like months. The, the four point journaling you have, we have this like free PDF. If you're new, we have a free PDF on our website, www.mindful-muslima.com. So she's referring to that, right? She's like, I do four point journaling and I did it for months. And then all of a sudden I had this slump because this life thing happened. And then I noticed, um, when I was journaling, I didn't notice right away, but I just kept writing my day. And then I, and then I, one day I was having such a bad day. I remembered what you said on a podcast about going back and opening up your journal and looking for patterns. Cause this is what I do. This helps me so much. And this is how I know when to tweak my routine sometimes. So what happens is she said, I looked back at the times 
when I was early in the journaling before my, my life situation happened. And she's like, I was so happy. I was like, who is this woman? I don't even know her. She's so positive. She's so bubbly. Her, her outlook on life was so hopeful. And then here's me now. It's just like, I'm just like a dark cloud. I feel so bad and nothing feels like it's ever going to get better. And I was reading my journaling now and I was reading my journaling then. So then I said to her, I, I love that you did that. Not that just that you journaled that consistently. And mind you, it wasn't like every single day, but she was just generally consistent. That's Allah loves the most consistent deeds, right? And she was doing that. And I said, but look at what benefit your consistency brought you. Now you're at a point where you're struggling through something and now you can go back and reflect. So I said, sis, what I want her to do, and I gave her this, sometimes I work with women like I, um, I work with them monthly or weekly and I tell them to go do something and then they come back and we talk about it. Right. So it was like that. We had a 45 minute session. I sent her away. She looked through her journal, like on her own private time and came back to me and she's like, Oh my gosh, I had this epiphany. And I said, what, what happened? So the next time she came back, she was like, so what happened was I looked through the journal and I did what you said because I told her to look for particular patterns in her journal of the way of what her life was like, what her routine was like in her happiest times versus her not happiest times. Like, what did her routine look like? She said, I realized that when I was in my happiest time, I was waking up early. I was talking to Allah. I was reading Quran. And I, even though I remember I was writing about horrible things that were happening to me in that time, she goes, I thought it was just a completely happy time that was free of any problems. And the more I read the journals, I read like I had problems at at that time but they didn't affect me anything like I'm being affected now and then when I was reading my journal entries now I realized I was constantly like oh my gosh I was staying up late and I was waking up late and I just didn't have a routine anymore and I had stopped doing some things like before and she's like I realized that my whole routine was off and it literally affected how I was able to handle trauma and I was like, subhanAllah, she's like, I just realized I need to go back to this other routine because I had tried this other one and it clearly right now it's just not even helping me. And so that's what she did. And then after we, you know, took a little time to transition her back into that, then she came back in and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so much better. So my point is when you do that journaling or whatever that you're doing, it really can help you to go back and look for patterns where you're going through things in your life to notice what's really working for you or not working for you and things like that. So that is another awesome benefit of doing that. So I just want to throw that out there because that's often how I know how to pivot. Pivoting is something you, it's not like you just, you're born learning how to pivot. Like how do I pivot? Like every time something horrible happens, like sometimes it's just something you have to learn to do by, by looking and reflecting. And I was talking to this other sister in another, um, she's a student that we have in the school and she was, she takes our, um, emotions class and you guys are going to hear from her when I, I put her on the podcast she just I had an awesome session with her and and she was like I want to share this session do you think any women would benefit I'm like you crazy so many women would love this you would so connect with her guys because she was in just such a really difficult place and she had made some particular changes in her life and she's just on cloud nine right now so anyway we were talking and she was just like oh my gosh the routine changed me and she was saying how you know just having the routine in place so what I want to say to you is my morning routine always involves spirituality but there were times when my morning routine involved more physical things 
and then less spiritual things. Like it, it, it sometimes teeter. There was always a balance, but it's sometimes in my life when I was feeling physically ill, I had to add more spiritual things like, um, excuse me, more physical things like more water or more stretching just because I needed to get like my body out of a certain particular state so that I could mentally be better and I had to pay more attention to my body. But then I would pivot back to making it more balanced where it was like, not like, you know, 40% my body and 20% spiritual. And then I would pivot it back to like being like 30, 30 or something, you know, like something where I was balanced, but I, I had to, um, be aware. And so tip one was to be aware. Long story short, if I just had a baby, I didn't try to overwhelm myself or be hard on myself. You know, I took shortcuts anytime I could while still giving everybody their rights. You know, I was a person I love to cook from scratch, but if I just had a baby and I can't, my, my family can't expect that same thing for me. So I would do some things from scratch and some things I would buy pre-made um, and then like, you know, wing it. And so like, and then I hear women do that. I've had women do calls with me on that and they're just like, oh, I'm so horrible. Usually I do it like this, but now I have to do it like this because of the baby. I was like, no, sis. That's completely reasonable. You take it easy on yourself right now. That baby needs you. You're healing. You're recovering. You absolutely give yourself the right to take a time. So for example, if you're having a baby and you just had a baby within the first zero to one year old, your baby's teething, the sleep is uneasy. I have women calling me up feeling so guilt-ridden that they couldn't have an awesome schedule right now. Ladies, that is not the season. You've heard me talk in podcasts about seasons, right? It's so hard for our women. And I tell them if you're an overachiever and you're so used to pushing yourself, when you just had a baby, now's not the time. Should you just roll over and let it all hang out? I mean, like, of course not. I'm not saying to go the polar opposite, which is what happens sometimes. Like people are like, well, I can't have a routine at all. It's impossible to baby in the sleeping. Not true. And if you want to DM me and you want to get a, you know, we can talk about it. I can't go into all that right now on the podcast, but I have my links below. You can always do a free call with me. We could talk. And if you're a younger sister in university or high school and you're trying to balance your studies or work or, you know, other goals that you have, then honestly, it's a great time for you to do um, a routine and prime your life, especially now when you have a bit more time so that later on when you have other important times of your life, it'll be so much easier for you, right? So it's an awesome time to figure yourself out then and so on. So number two, keep it balanced and cover all bases. I talked about a little bit before when I was giving you tip one about just being super intuitive where you are, but that kind of naturally led into the balanced thing I said about the physical life and uh, the physical and spiritual and all that. Your body has a right over you and your soul also craves that spiritual connection. And then also like your mind needs a way to release and recalibrate and prep for the day. So just keep it balanced. Even if it's five minutes on spiritual, five minutes on your body, but like whatever it is for you, if you need your hydration, you're feeling super like dehydrated, incorporate that water more and less at other times you don't need it. Like the point is mindfulness comes with intuitiveness. It's never supposed to be generic. I think that was one of the hardest things for me because we're such a generic society, right? If you open social media, it's like, these are the three trending things on TikTok. Everybody go. And everybody just like jumps into that box. And you're like, well, maybe that trend doesn't work with my life right now. So that doesn't need to happen. And I was always like the black sheep that was like, "Mm, I don't think so for me right now. That doesn't really make sense. And everybody was like, oh, you know, you're always so like that. You know, you should just like do what everybody else is doing. And I'm like, but that just doesn't feel right to me. And, you know, funny enough, those people who said all that, they didn't fare so well later on in life. And I watched how, you know, they're living their life constantly with whatever's moving. Like if there was a new hairstyle, they just moved with it. If there's new clothes, they just moved with it. Like 
I'm not saying I'm never with any trend. I'm just saying I'm with any trend that works for me in that particular time of my life. You feel me? Like that's the way I move. And so number three, so to keep it balanced and whatever that means for you right now. Tip number three is keep it simple. Less is more. You know, what happens for most of us, we get super hyped, right? Let's pretend you're listening to this podcast right now. You're like, yeah, I'm going to totally do all that. And then you like go all full throttle and you like flip your whole routine and you like do it for like two, three days and then you die out. Nope. The way I built this routine, I told you from the very beginning of the podcast was I started a long time ago in Ramadan. Now, the funny thing for me, and I'm going to talk a bit more about in my goals when I talk about my goals for like 2022. Um, The funny thing about my goals in 2022 when I get into that whole thing is that's another thing I do a bit differently than the average person. I'm not going to give a spoiler alert right now, but I don't really make my goals in the new year. One, because in Islam, we don't follow that new year. My goals actually start in Ramadan. I do from one Ramadan to the next, not January to January, because I... I hold myself accountable because I have to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the next Ramadan with all those promises I made to him. Oh Allah, I'm going to do this. I'm so sorry. And I'm begging his forgiveness in Ramadan. And what a munafiq, what a hypocrite I would be to show my face to him the next Ramadan. (laughs) Worse off sometimes or the same as I was before with all those empty promises. I couldn't do it. So I check in with Allah that time of year from the last promises from the next. So I don't actually do it in January. January actually ends up being almost like my half time where I check it. I'll I'll go into more of that in the future podcast. Listen to those. They're upcoming for how to deal with your like new year, new you type of stuff that goes on in this time of year from December to January. We got you covered. No worries. We're going to do that. And definitely if you haven't already, like I said, subscribe on on our YouTube channel. We just started doing regular stuff even more. And I'm going to put a lot of stuff on habits getting rid of bad habits, getting new habits, how to like make your goals for 2022, all that stuff. We're going to do some stuff here, but some stuff there, you're going to see it's not going to be on here. It's going to be super visual. So we're going to have a a great balance. So definitely put yourself, make sure you're subscribed there and here so you don't miss a beat um, either way. So tip number four, and then we're going to come to one more after this, is don't compete with anyone else in their routine. I mean, if I could reveal to you guys my biggest competition it's myself. I'm dead serious. I honestly am not even looking around. Sometimes I honestly don't even know if someone's even mentioned me in somebody else's podcast. Sometimes there's influencers who mention me on YouTube. They mention me and I have no idea. You know how I find out nine and a half, ten out of ten times I'm not even lying? If somebody tells me, they WhatsApp me or they they ping me somewhere on Instagram. And they're like, oh my gosh, check this link, blah, blah, blah. Just did a whole thing on you and her YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, alhamdulillah. Like, I'm not out there on social media. Like, oh, what's she doing? I'm going to do that too. Oh, what's her latest, you know, TikTok? What's her latest reel? What's her, I honestly have no time in my life because I'm so hyper-focused on me competing with myself. Whatever I was like last month, I don't want to be like that next month. I am just head down grinding on whatever I need to do better than last year because who am I accountable to is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am not competing with the social media world or with anything else and I wish more of our sisters could wrap their head around the fact that we are all just running towards akhirah. 
And if you just look at the afterlife and you're like, that's what I'm headed at, you don't have time to look around. And you know what you know what reminds me of that? You know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks about in the Quran, like the day when the faces will be like, like their faces are, are I'm not going to quote the Quran clearly here, obviously, but like right now, but it's just like, they cannot open their, to lift their eyes, to look to the right and the left of them. Like their face will be hard because the, they're so scared of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and anything they're going to be held accountable for. They don't even have, like, and everybody's naked on that day. Like they can't even, imagine people are naked in a big crowd. You know everybody's looking left and right. Imagine the fear you have where everybody's naked and you can't even look up because you're so worried about your own soul, your own ruh. I'm telling you, this day is what has me in this state. I'm like, I can't even look around because I don't know what that sister's life is like. Maybe she's able to do X, Y, Z right now. And I'm really happy for her. And a migdal light increases her and gives her success. But you know what? She doesn't have my life and I don't have her life. So, you know, behind the scenes, behind her Instagram page or behind her YouTube page, whatever she's doing. There could be a whole lot of other stuff. And you guys know what I'm talking about. There's people out of nowhere who come out like committing suicide. You would have never thought. They had problems. Big influencers all of a sudden, boom, they're divorced because it looks like one way that on the other way. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. So we don't know what's happening in the other sister's life. So her routine might work for her life, but it might not work for mine. So my biggest competition is myself. I make my routine based on what I intuitively need at that time. So it might look one way this year, another way next, or next month or not, because I keep checking in. How? With the journaling or talking to Allah regularly. Honestly, don't even be phased by all those morning routines. Use them as inspiration. Take bits and ideas. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I love the way she did that. I was thinking of how to do that. That's a great idea. May Allah reward her. Like, just look at your other sister like that. But to just, like, snatch the whole routine and try to fit it into your life and then it doesn't work and you're like, oh, I'm so bad. Look at her. She could do it. I can't. Don't. It's just really not necessary and it's not really realistic. So be easy on yourself again. I'm talking to you about stuff that is sustainable right now, okay? being aware, then you're like, "Mm -hmm, this takes time with yourself. If you're never alone with yourself, this is not going to work because how do you get aware of yourself by being alone with yourself? And some people are like, I don't even know how to be alone with myself. DM me. We'll talk. It's not hard. I'll talk to you. But last tip is like, I I think you got the overall theme here. It should be flexible and make you feel good overall. It's all about the quality of life improving from your morning routine. If the morning routine that you're just like trying to implement is stressful and making you feel super obligated and racing to, you know, check off the boxes, then that might not be the routine for you. It's making you more stressed. It's not really a benefit. So if you want even more personal attention to all this stuff, we're excited that sometime this year and maybe more towards the middle or the end of the year, we're actually probably going to end up coming out just because I have so many requests. Um, of like me to open up my book to show you exactly how I do it, everything like we're probably gonna end up having classes and courses or one or two at least on this before the end of the year, inshallah bismillah, like on habits, on organization, how to make schedules in a very granular way, like showing you guys the how to because um I know to hear this stuff in the podcast, you're like, but in my situation, but so I wanted to come today with you to give you a lot of really good Um, like an an overall approach on how I make it happen no matter what's happening in my life. So right now, you might be in a really great place in your life. You might be in a really difficult place. 
Either way, what I describe will work for you, right? So let's go review what I talked about because I'm excited to continue this whole month with even more help on this. So this is just the beginning. Make sure you keep coming back here because we are going to give you more and more every week on just like this stuff. So tip one is to be in tune where you are within yourself and what you're currently going through and just be ready to adjust. Like that's okay. That's totally normal. Keep it balanced and cover all bases. Keep it simple. Don't compete with anyone else in their routine. Make it your own. And lastly, be flexible and be kind to yourself because honestly, that is the best way to keep a consistent long-term routine. And if you're into you know, having awesome habits and awesome goals, you have to have a routine. I don't know anyone who has met their goals like in a consistent way that did not have a solid routine and a solid, whether it's the morning or the evening or whatever it is. So that is definitely something you're going to need if you are a person who feels like you're not meeting your goals. That is definitely, definitely key. All right. I hope this was super helpful for you. If you need me, you know where to find me. I'm always on Instagram. You guys are constantly private messaging me. Shout out to every sister who I've talked to just this week. You know who you are. So many, I'm not going to name your names, but like, I really, really love that you guys come and you like, let me know what else you want to see here on the podcast or what's been helping you and like what else um, you're going through in your life. So I love to connect with you. Keep reaching out. Don't be shy. I love it. I love it. Um, we're all sisters here in Islam and we're all here to help each other. I hope that was a benefit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. You have an amazing, amazing week and I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.